Greetings and welcome to Trauma and Social Work Podcast. You are listening to Tanya Octave, Licensed Clinical Social Worker. My goal is to provide education, resources, suggested practices, and understand more about the aspects of trauma and social work. This podcast is for you because we are all impacted by trauma. I am your host. Go grab your notepad, pen or pencil, a cup of warm tea, and let's get down to business. Disclaimer, this podcast is not intended for medical, psychological, mental health, or legal advice. You should seek out a professional for individual and specific questions regarding your overall wellness. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode eight of the Trauma and Social Work podcast. Today, we are gonna talk about depression. What are the different types of depression? How you notice signs of depression in children, adolescents and adults. I see a common theme in terms of depression in children. They have told me simply, I feel sad. In teenagers, they usually tell me two things. I'm not depressed and I don't want to take medication or I'm depressed. Children and teenagers tend to be clear about their current feelings. They communicate it well, and it seems pretty simple. For adults, I usually hear a few things. I think I might be depressed. My wife told me I need to come and talk to you. My husband says something's going on, but I don't feel depressed. Many people have these ideas, these feelings, these beliefs about what depression is. So what is it? What is depression? You know, why do we judge ourselves in terms of a depressed state? Let me share. For me, depression is a state of being. It's on a spectrum. If you think about it in those terms, we fluctuate depressed moods, depending on a particular time in our lives. Consider this, on a scale of one to 10, one is your elated feelings of blissfulness. A five, you're probably feeling maybe some sadness. A seven, you'd have some despair. And perhaps a 10 would be the sense of dread. The sense of being out of control, psychosis, just not being oneself. Let me give some examples to help clarify. Individuals who are between one and three are elated with life. Things are joyful, blissful, and they are spiritually satisfying. Individuals at a five will feel okay with some moments of tearfulness, sadness, and maybe thoughts of not knowing what one's purpose is. Individuals at a seven will experience grief, loss, 
And there is this feeling of hopelessness. Their life is painful and there are little moments of relief from this type of despair. At a 10, individuals experience life as completely and ultimately painful. There is no hope, no way to see that change is possible in their lives. So in terms of my clinical practice, I usually see individuals at about a five and above. That's usually when people come in seeking professional help. It is best to ask for help earlier than later. That way you can learn some really good skills that can help you as you navigate life in case you experience something tragic you will have already practiced some of these really healthy ways to cope. Asking for help does not mean that someone is depressed. It doesn't mean that you meet a clinical diagnosis that comes out of what we refer to as our diagnostic, diagnostic statistical manual, the DSM. It means that someone can recognize that there are some changes going on for them maybe some mood changes, maybe some mood concerns, and that they feel strong enough to ask for support before it getting to a higher level on this spectrum. Individuals between a three and five, they may need some spiritual guidance, maybe some adjunctive practices to support their integrative development between their mind, spirit, and body. One goal is to work towards a lower level on this depressed spectrum. So if you are about a five, you may want to go to about a three. If you are around a seven, then the goal is to work towards a four or five. If you are at a 10, then the goal is to work towards a six or seven. This type of stuff does not happen overnight. It requires one to change. And if anyone knows this, I do. And change is hard. It is hard for me. It is hard for others and maybe even you. However, I believe you will know when you're ready. You will want to change. You will have thoughts about changing. You will have attempted to change several times. Change will require you to do hard work, challenge your ego, and depending on where you are on this spectrum, your ego will need guidance and support. You will need skills to stay grounded. You can benefit from the wisdom and expertise of a qualified professional to challenge and rebuild the ego. The ego will need to be destroyed. However, destroying the ego doesn't come until you are at levels of two and three. So that gives you an idea of where you are on this spectrum and what kind of work you can set your goals to achieve. So let's just explore one form of depression and what it looks like for adults, children, and teenagers. Major depression. This form of depression 
is unrelenting. There is a loss of interest in activities, usually interfering with one's daily life. There are periods of low mood, profound sadness, and some experiences with despair. Those who experience this form of depression can find some enjoyment in activities, but their overall mood is sad. This form of depressed state can happen once, and we refer to this as a single episode. The depressed state can happen over a period lasting at least two weeks or longer. There can be different levels of intensity from mild to severe. Individuals will experience changes in their weight, challenges with focus and concentration, changes in sleeping patterns, low energy, agitation, restlessness, an individual will feel worthless, guilt, shame, hopelessness, and engage in self-destructive, self-harming behaviors. In children, major depression is experienced as a sense of sadness and worthlessness. Although a sad event can occur for a child, when the event ends and some time has passed, the child still has a decreased capacity to experience pleasure in some activities. Children have special rules to consider in terms of experiences with grief and loss and their stages in development. However, the distinguishing factor is time. Depression in children continues for months and even years. Children will experience changes in their social interests, Children will have changes in eating and sleeping habits. Parents are usually not aware of a child's struggle with a depressed state because some children will present as easy. They don't get into trouble and they typically follow the plans of others. They go unnoticed. Teachers don't complain. Parents don't complain. Their depression is directed inward. Parents and other adults, other healthy adults, should consider changes in weight, sleep, energy levels, and interests. If a parent has concerns, seek out a professional for an evaluation and assessment. Children will often share their feelings and experiences with others and a trained professional can hear, see, and experience things with a child that a parent does not notice. Mm. In teens, major depression falls under three categories. Major depression, bipolar, which is the manic manifestation, and persistent depressive disorder, which is dystymia. I will not focus on bipolar or dystymia in this section because they really need their own attention. Research informs us that adolescents who suffer from major depression usually will have a family history of depression, increasing stress levels, a history of abuse or neglect, emotional traumas, grief and loss concerns, developmental and learning disorders, gender and sexuality issues, and 
possibly traumatic brain injuries. Major depression in teenagers is more than just an unhappy and unpleasant mood. This depressed state impacts their body, mood, and thoughts. Young people with major depression have different symptoms. Although there are some similarities, they are manifested differently depending on the adolescent. Some things parents and healthy adults should consider in terms of symptoms to look for are feelings of sadness, despair, helplessness, guilt, low self-esteem, not being or feeling good enough. Teens may want or wish to die. They may even think or plan their own death. There may be loss of interest in once enjoyed activities, struggles with peers, changes in sleeping, eating, energy levels. Young people who can't make decisions, this idea of indecisiveness, there are probably suicidal thoughts and maybe even prior attempts. There are threats to run away or maybe the young person has ran away. The young person is sensitive to failure or rejection. They may be irritable, hostile, aggressive. Teens may have physical complaints. They may complain about headaches, stomach ache, feeling fatigued. I believe as a parent and a healthy adult in the lives of many children, we should be their advocate. You may not know what to do, but if you see, observe, or listen to some of these concerns in a young person, seek out professional help. Talk to your children, your children's friends, your students, your neighbors, those kids that you come into contact daily. We are at a crucial time in our lives, especially since the pandemic when teen suicide is at a high peak. The successful rates of suicide among African-American males are highest than in other groups. Adolescents are engaged in more aggressive and lethal means the increasing successful suicides is because of access to resources, access to technology, and less healthy adults just not wanting to get involved, just not wanting to help. There are treatments and other options available to people who are suffering with major depression. Some may benefit from one form of therapy and others may benefit from another form of treatment. I will, leave you with a I will leave you with a collection of beliefs told to me. I'm sorry for crying. I feel weak if I cry. I'm just not strong. I have to keep my feelings inside. My response? If you can cry, you are strong. You are doing something most people avoid. You are allowing yourself to be vulnerable and you are asking for help. This is a sign of super strength, a superpower to me.
Disclaimer. This podcast is not intended for medical, psychological, mental health, or legal advice. You should seek out a professional for individual and specific questions regarding your overall wellness. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others. Like below and subscribe to my channel. I will end by saying, the keys to happiness are following the path towards knowing oneself. Ancient Kemetic Proverbs.